Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk and more specifically the premium channel. You premium subscribers, you supporters, you lovely, lovely people. Thank you. Thank you for supporting me and also for giving me the ability to continue to support you. How beautiful is that? What a circle. That's like a circle of life. That's a good balance there. I mean, if you were looking for a nice balance in life, that is exactly what it should be. A, a premium, yes it is. $9.99, that's cheap. That's cheap for this content, I can tell you that. I'm confident, I'm thrilled, I'm excited. Uh, and here I am, so thank you. Um, I really appreciate your time. And I finished off on my last podcast actually welcoming my number one fan, uh, which is the Nelster. And you're going to hear about some people as I go along my journey. So I hope you don't mind um, listening to the dulcet tones of James Dean Littlejohn. I'm your host. And today's topic is an interesting one. If you've seen the title, The Dark Side. Now I'm going to first off start by caveating all of this with the fact that I have never, ever seen a Star Wars film. So this is in no relation to Star Wars. So if you thought it was by seeing this as a title content, I do apologize. Um, you're probably not going to be interested in me because I'm not going to be talking all, um, I think, uh, what's it, Darth Vader stuff, that sort of jazz. I'm not going to be talking about that. So sorry, I'll let you bow out kindly. Unless you wanted to stay in here about ADHD and the dark side to ADHD. So let me go, let me go. I hope you, anyway, I hope you're okay as well. Um, like I said, this is a great little medium for me to talk to you and also to just ask if you're okay. And also, I want to start by saying, well done. You've made it this far. You've you've got to wherever you are in your life listening to me. Um, maybe you're in support and maybe you're just in need of support yourself and you want to understand a bit more. Whatever your journey, whatever your path, I'm proud of you. And uh, a lot, a lot of us hear that, but you are, you've done, we do a lot. We all do a lot as human beings. Uh, I mean, I absolutely look at what my wife achieves in a day and she is fucking commendable. Um, and I, and you know, I, I know friends, I know myself as well, you know, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back by any stretch of imagination because I get a massive head and I've got a fat head as it is. Um, you know, I'm just saying that, you know, the people that do want to get up and, and do something in life and make a positive change in life. I mean, we can all bumble through. We can all sit there and do absolutely fuck all with our life. Whatever floats your boat, really. Um, for me, I, I like change. I like to explore. I like to have adventure. And uh, for me, you know, gainful employment and all that sort of jazz and all the good stuff, the positive things in life, they give you the the momentum to to do these things you know they, they they won't if you want to sit and just dwell and 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 wallow in your own self-pity then then that's your choice in life but um you know we're we're here to develop aren't we? we're here to understand each other so whatever part of your journey you're on at the moment whether you're listening to me um like i said you know as a supporting role i've got some friends that follow my journey uh, and i absolutely love them for that so um you know thank you to them and thank you to you for for being alive being here so that's a lot of thank yous. We're going to get them out of the way and we're going to smash into the dark side because here I am learning about ADHD. Now, the beauty, like I said, you know, you've heard me say it. I'm not here to, to whack the label on it to go look at me. It's not by any stretch of the imagination at all like that for me. What this is, is trying to explain where or, or put some sort of explanation, if you like, um, behind 
ways that I've been, paths that I've taken, whatever my decisions have made, uh, made you know, whatever that may have been, that's this is a way of me trying to identify why I did that. Because some of them have been intrusive, some of them have been negative, you know? And, and, you know, for me, it's more just understanding why I do that. And then I think that if I can understand it, the way my brain works, and, and, I, and I like to think that, you know, most people would work in a similar way, when you understand about yourself, you get to um, make the right informed decisions to better yourself. Now, I found that for me, when I was young, um, even if I knew that it was wrong, uh, I didn't make those informed decisions. So we do caveat that most people, I suppose, in general, and, and I hate categorising people, but most people in general will go through life normal. And they will go through an aspect of their life where... You know, they will normally mature, normally slow down. You know, they'll normally just, you know, take life as it, as it comes. You know, you when you're young, you're running around, you're young, dumb and full of cum. You're just fucking bouncing off of everything and anything you can. You're fucking hitting walls, you're fucking headbutting people. Whatever you're doing, you're shagging. You know, you, you, you know you've know, got a fucking full trigger and you don't know what to do with it. Yes, that's right. Rightly so. This is obviously from a male perspective. Um Again, I've got to be a bit careful about how I say that, but you know what I mean. Um, You know, so you've kind of got those those areas you know where you, that's what you're like and then as you get older i noticed for me you know i got like um i didn't really get like a 30s blues or anything like that it was really when i hit 40 and i was like fuck and it was kind of like i'd managed to uh you know retain muscle quite well and you know i've always and it just i've always sort of kind of pulled off a ability to be slightly overweight because i've got broad shoulders and a big fucking head and i look stupid skinny so you can imagine it's like a it's like a the wish version of fucking johnny bravo when i lose weight and i did that but i will say i, I did that years ago um i, I was uh, at a, we were at a school reunion 10 years after we left you know we did the american thing i think um, I don't know. I think people still do it. I, I I did enjoy it. I will I will underpin that with. It was a fucking blinding night, and uh, I'd met some really amazing school friends. But anyway, what I'd done was I was a bit rotund. You know, I didn't really give a fucking shit. To be fair, I was just kind of eating and not really bothered. And um, I made a conscious decision to uh, go running. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to turn up there fucking fat. I, I wanted to boost my ego, so I lost a lot of fucking weight. And I mean a tremendous amount of weight. I, I went down to 26-inch waist. Now, for me, that's fucking catastrophic. Um, you know, it literally, I was in a size extra small. I remember it. I wore a Top Gun uh, extra small T-shirt. It was... Ab but when I look back at photos... I thought I looked fucking amazing. I was like, yeah, I'm the trimmest I've ever been. And I was ripped. I was running six miles a day, seven days a week, living on about a thousand calories. It was fucking ridiculous. I was, I was almost ill. Um, but weirdly, I felt amazing. But when I look back at photos now and I'm like, wow, I looked like the wish version of Johnny Bravo. It was absolutely fucking mental. But anyway, um, I, I digressed into a story there. You'll, you'll get you'll get the gist. I do that a lot because I, 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 I enjoy just chucking things. And that's the beauty. Like I said, the, the label thing is not about, um, you know, sticking something on it. What it is, is it's allowing me to research areas. And that's what brought me onto the dark side. I, I thought I'd start a little bit early in my journey on, on this 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 new this new journey i'd start a little bit early and get the negatives out of the way if you've you know if you've listened to the gentleman's talk and please do i, I you know that's about my mental health journey oh in general and that's more focused on ptsd um which i developed from um three car crashes so and what's hindered my diagnosis in a way is um 
the problem with the PTSD coincides with my I've I've had quite so basically what's happened is um, long and long long short and story <laughs> long and short of it is um, I've had significant and you're going to hear about these along the journey I've had significant issues in in my previous years through fighting and stuff like that and um, they've always triggered some sort of mental health reaction for me um, like I like to be in control so they've always had a label so I've done something stupid or whatever made a mistake and um, and then I've gone through a, a sort of therapy route and people have gone or the doctor's route and they've kind of gone well no you did that because you're fucking young and stupid or you've you've done that you've not really thought this is why you're feeling sad it's because you did that and but nobody ever questioned why I did that and this is the important bit with mental health especially ADHD um, no one questions why you do it what they do is they just react on what you've done and this is this is a, a common theme problem in schools, and you know I, I've made that mistake, and and it's only because I'm researching it now that I understand it a bit more. But for me, that's what we do. We almost punish without the evidence. You know, we're we're doing completely the opposite of what you would do in court. You know, we're we're, we're saying someone's guilty before establishing what they've done and why they've done it. Now let's let's look at the basis. If you've got a classroom full of children. Not every single boy is going to be disruptive. You're going to get the main character who's disruptive. And then you're going to get the followers. You're going to get the people that will just think, oh, he's fucking crazy. And I've had a few of those. He's crazy. He'll do whatever. He's fucking hilarious. He's making me laugh because boys like that thing. That's what boys like. And nothing changes. And nothing has changed since I've gone through my adulthood. Nothing's changed. I've still got people that want to be around me because I'm fucking fast and loose. I'm a bit crazy. I'll have a good time. I don't really care about the repercussions. And then when I do get the repercussions, I work tirelessly to get my repercussions fucking embedded, gone, done, and try and get a lessons learned. But at no point in anywhere in the curricular system, in the curriculum system, in the, in the education system, that's the one I'm looking for, James. Well, it probably is now. But I don't think it's robust enough. I, in fact, I don't think I know it's not robust enough because I've got I've got situations at this school where my where my daughter went, and for me, nowhere in any of the mental health journey or anywhere through life do they look at you and say, "Why is he doing that?" They just think you're disruptive. They just think that that's your personality. Well, actually, when you cascade back and you look at my personality now, I am completely different to where I was 10 years ago because I'm maturing. I'm a lot more, I'm a lot more chilled out, but I'm still, I still, the thing is, my baseline personality now at 42 is quite chilled, quite, quite happy. When I'm in a good place, you get to tend to see, when I'm in a good place, I'm managing my well-being and I'm looking after myself, etc., etc. And I know that's going to get even better when I get the right medication. For me, when I'm in the better place, like I'm in a pretty chilled out place today. When I'm in that place, it's, it, everything's normal. But it's not, when I'm not in that place and I'm erupting and I'm being fucking disruptive or I'm isolating or I'm shutting myself down, whatever I'm doing, that's the bit that I've done previously. So for years I've done that. I've gone off and I've fucking done whatever. I've been, you know, been out on the pierce and caused, you know, you caused trouble, whatever you made it. I haven't done anything um, dodgy, so don't worry about that because I wouldn't be where I am now if I did. But what I'm saying is, it's been that disruptive attitude all the way through school. I didn't want to learn. I wasn't interested in school whatsoever. 
I almost put my dad, my, well, my dad was in hospital with exhaustion because when I was younger, for the first three years, I literally never slept. Now, no one looked at that as a trigger. They just thought, that's a fucking, it's a crazy baby. But then that didn't, that continued through my life. Through my life, I've been disruptive. I've been suspended from school. I've been internally suspended, externally suspended, you know, for acting out. That were like a key one for me that stands out that you would say to yourself, right? So I'm going to give you the whole scenario here. That I was in school. Now, I didn't have a lot of confidence in school. I was a skinny little runt. I was a bit gobby, bit chopsy. And I was fucking rapid fast. So I used to just sort of gob off like you do. You know, a bit of a fucking gob off. My name was James Dean Littlejohn as well. At school, that was fucking horrendous. And I lived at 11 John Gay Road at the time. So, you know, you're kind of like, you you put all that together. You've got a fucking recipe disaster, haven't you? I mean, what was my mum and dad doing saying, let's fucking go to John Gay Road? Oh, fucking winner, winner, chicken fucking dinner. (laughs) This is a keeper. Let's not look at the repercussions of the fact that we're called Little John. <laughs> we'll just fucking lock it in. Let's make this fucking... We're going to give him the best fucking chance he's got in school, for sure. And then we fucking wrapped it up in a haircut. Anyway, so, you know, but nobody looked at that as a, as a disruption. Now, the scenario is, I was in school, and uh, I didn't have a lot of confidence. And I wasn't very interested in reading, or English in general. And anyway, I, I was... Because I... Because now I now know what I what I've been diagnosed with. At the time, I was I just wasn't interested. When I wasn't interested, I was just fucking you know pissing around, drawing and shit like that. Anyway, the teacher Miss McLean at the time, I think it was Miss McLean. Anyway, I don't know fucking I don't know anything about that. That was a that was her school name. And um, anyway, she made me stand up in front of the class and read this book. Now I wasn't very confident, and I didn't want to read the book, and also now know i i now know i knew at the time i was actually being severely bullied by you know three lads in the school in my in my lesson so not only did she make me stand up in front and embarrass me because i couldn't talk and didn't have the confidence to talk she also embarrassed me in front of the three bullies the one that was uh, i mean i got spat on in the face by simon cruz this guy was spat on me because he thought it was fucking hilarious you know so but you don't look at the disruptive nature. So I wasn't interested. So I had all this, I had all this, you know, going on. And then she embarrassed me. And then when I couldn't read properly, she said, exactly, pay attention, you stupid boy. And I remember it clear as day. And I remember the next, the chain of events. I left her class and I was sat on the bottom of the stairs. And um, she went past me on the stairs and went to go out the door. And I called her a fucking bitch. Told her to fuck off. I said, fuck off, you fucking bitch. Now, I was instantly taken to the headmasters and at the time I was then given uh, an internal suspension. I had to write a letter of apology to her. I was internally suspended and I was put down in this basement area looking through at the um, the fucking grass, the grassed area. Um, it was basically this little chamber area. It was dark and dingy. I mean, I, I'm in health and safety now. So you, I'm telling you now, that place was fucking... It was it was under temperature. It wasn't clean. It, it was a fucking dust shed. It was probably riddled in asbestos because I now know it would have been because it was fucking downstairs. Had no clean running water. So you, I mean, massively contravening fucking health and safety and all the you know all all the regulations that are out now. We didn't have them in the fucking nineties. Um. Anyway, so and I had to apologise, but nobody at one stage. Like, and bear in mind, my my parents they got me tutors. They did everything they fucking possibly could. But I just wasn't interested in school. I just wasn't interested in that side of things. And it was surrounded by negativity for me. 
But nobody, and I'm not blaming parents, I'm blaming the system in general, is nobody looks at why these people do this. Now, I've gone through this whole time, up till 41, when I was, I finally had the courage to go, I need to, I need to get fucking checked out, and paid for it, and done all the things myself. Finally, when I took the accountability for myself, spent my hard-earned money on myself, to, to just get that confirmation on what the fuck is going on in my head. Because at 41, it doesn't subside. The problem with the ADHD is, and when you've got it for life, and like I said, it feeds off PTSD as well, so I get the anxiety, I get all sorts of crazy shit. So what it does is the ADHD aspect of it will not stop because it's a defect in my brain. So I'm going to constantly do these stupid things. Now, that may be fucking shits and giggles and fun for the people around me, but not for me because I make stupid mistakes. I, I fall into friendships and and you know relationships or whatever i fall into them like rapid quick really loads of dopamine fucking love you best friend rah rah loads of dopamine 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 get excited and then that subsides and i just fuck off and I, I leave wakes of turmoil behind me and also at the same time it's a challenge to be around me so i want to stop that i want to be able to just think as normally as you can i know that medication is not a miracle cure but hopefully it will offer me some sort of balance. Now, I know that there's loads of trials going on with in America with, you know, marijuana and, um, what's it, um, cyanocybin, or it's this stuff in mushrooms. Um, I know there's loads of um, trials going on, and hopefully they'll reach this continent where we can get more of a natural-based product that's legally um, legally available, you know, so I think that that's the side, of, and that's ultimately what I want to do, I'm going to get off of all medication, I don't want to be, I, I've been taking antidepressants, which pretty much now are non-existent, or they're not going to help my condition, because my condition isn't a depressant, my condition is actually ADHD, which is more of a problem, because, you know, I'm not feeding it any fucking dopamine, so if I've got a deficiency anyway, I mean, it's probably beneficial at some point, the doctor would have taken it off me if, if it wasn't, so for me that's what the learning ability is about it's about understanding what the fuck's going on in my head and give me the ability to tie scenarios into things oh why did i do that oh i did that because that's what i do and then also not only that future proof me give me a little bit of resilience so when i see an occasion coming up and someone says to me and and do you know what it was i i had this um prime example i was i was out in london last monday and um I was going to have a couple of pints. Oh, no, I wasn't. Actually, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't drinking. Then it started off with one pint, and I knew that there was three of us out, so that's going to be three pints. Now, normally, I get to my third pint, and I'm like, I'll go and get a fuck another one, because I am now thirsty. I am fucking moist. That's basically where I get to. So I get lubed up. I'm fucking now lubed up. That's what I do. I'm, I'm three pints in. I'm lubed. I'm fucking out, out, irrelevant of what's going on and what I'm fucking wearing. I'm fast and loose. That's the problem because then, then what happens is, and this is, if you've ever been out on the piss with me, you'll know what it's like. I get a bit subdued and I, I start off the night quite quiet and then we just slowly get into things and then people get a bit drunk. I'm a little bit longer to get drunk, but I don't really get drunk. I just get fucking crazy. Now, anyone around me knows my fucking octave level goes fucking, pl like, plowing up, like, forcing up through fucking roof. Goes through fucking roof. And then, 
that's me. I'm just bouncing around. I'm fucking dancing. I'm fucking banging Jaeger bombs down the back of me. And then not realizing that the baseline of me is 40. You know, my 40s. I can't do this, mate. You are going to be written off for the best part of a fucking month. You are going to be close to death tomorrow. So, you know, I don't think about that because that's the dopamine rush I'm getting. So I'm searching around and now I'm getting dopamine. Now I'm lubed up. I'm fucking wet. I'm moist. And, and I'm kicking off. I'm ready to fucking go. So I'm like chatting people and I'm fucking boshing down because everybody's loud. The music gets louder. Everyone starts laughing, which is just pure dopamine. And you would get this as a normal person on a night out. So you can imagine what that's like for me. That's why. And you ask my fucking if you ever if you ever catch up my best mate, ask him what I'm like. We can we can't go out for one pint. It's fucking impossible. In fact, the first time we did it was last week, and even then, it broke me. I was like, I need to stay out now, mate. Because every time we go out, I'm like, should we just fucking get on it? <laughs> it's like, because I look around and I start feeling the atmosphere. I start getting that sense. I start going, oh, this is going to be a fucking blander. And he's like, no, mate, I can't. I'm like, you fuck it. And then I get, then I get, I tie into the rejection syndrome. Because I'm like, what do you fucking mean you can't? fucking tell me you can't this is the mixture of emotions that's fucking going on in my circus of a head i'm sat there going no i've i'm ready you know i'm a fucking good time out let's fucking do this you're the go man if you say fucking go we're on it if you say no i've got rejection and, and i don't want fucking rejection and that's what happens it's a roller coaster of emotions and then you know he, he, he we've been mates for 29 plus years so I, he gives me a sense and sensibility. He does now. He offers me a, a reason why. Because he knows. I just get upset. So he normally goes, no, mate, I've got to fucking do such and such at such and such time. And I'm like, ah, okay, mate. That makes sense. Because, you know, you are a dad. <laughs> I'm just like, fucking hell. But that's what I don't think about. It's why you can become quite selfish with it. In fact, you are selfish with ADHD in some respects. In other respects, I'm fucking bouncing full of love. Absolutely I'm pissing out love juice. Now take that in any context you want. Pardon me. And that's one of the so, so and that's what I was learning about. So I was learning the other day, or let's say yesterday, last night. I said I was on this journey. And here I am. Balls deep, pushing them in. Um I learned that so, so if anyone knows me, they associate me, I'm like a light switch. I'm on or I'm off. In, every, in in all contexts so and i'm very easily triggered at things now i always put this down to anxiety and ptsd now like i said it's difficult because the ptsd for me isn't revolving around um you know something that i do every day it's not around that it, like the ptsd that i have is from three head-on collisions that i had in in cars over an 18 month period all renos one uh was it two Clios and a Scenic. Um, so you could look at that as a, po a positive in the sense that, you know, or, or sorry, we'll start with a negative action. You look at it as negative, it's a fucking French car. <laughs> no offence to the French, <laughs> but it's a French car. Um, and you could look at the negative, it's a fucking Renault. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing, mate, driving a Renault? Okay, but look at the positives. And this is where therapy came into play. Look at the positives. You've been in three Renaults, three high-speed head-on collisions not caused by me i will caveat that i'm not the bad driver and if you want me to discuss the parameters of, of those at some point then then let me know in the comments um and that's where it's, that's where it revolves around the ptsd is around driving at um at, in dark dark hours because it was they're all around november 
well, November, December, the two months that they were in, that they happened in, 18 months apart. Was it 18? I can't remember the exact date. Um, but it's in November. So um, two were in December and one was in November. And basically, um, I sort of, that's revolving around my PTSD. So it's it fits the bill when it's dark, wet weather, cold, uh, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, and what I've also discovered now with ADHD is obviously because you've got you you're hyper alert a lot. Again, that was associated with my PTSD, and that was a, an association with the um, with the therapist. They were like, "What do you mean by hyper alert? What, what do you mean sort of hypersensitivity?" And I was like, "If it's dark and there's a lot of lights, so say for instance I'm going through a, a town or something like that, that, that's where my anxiety goes through through the roof." And she was like, what do you mean? I said, because there's lights. There's You've got red lights. You've got orange lights because you've got the indicators. You've got the brake lights. You've got the tail lights that are, that are red. You've got high beam red. So, you know, so, you know, so, so high, high fucking <laughs> high fluorescent red when they bang the brakes on. You know, you've got indicators. You've got street lights. You've got shop lights. You've got people walking. You've got people coming out of car parking spaces, going into car parking spaces. You've got fucking all sorts. You've got different color signs. You can imagine... For somebody with hypersensitivity, all of those bouncing off a wet, rainy road, it just sends, it just triggers the shit out of me. And that's the problem, is because my accidents happened in the early hours of the morning, and one was at um, late at night, in the dark period. That's all I, that's all I remember. That's the PTSD triggers that, because it's the flashing lights as I was spinning and the fucking crashing, and I could smell sulfur for almost a year when I drove past that point. That's the, the sensitivity with PTSD. So, but I'm also discovering that they're now, like like I said, you know, whether they're still triggers for me now, I don't know. But uh, I like to, I push myself further and further on, but I still get really bad anxiety and I still get really hypersensitivity in, in flashing lights. Um, and that's kind of like one of the things I've sort of noticed is is that trigger system is there. And all of these little things that I've been doing over the years, although they've been tied to because the insurance... Um, the insurance therapist was geared around just the car accidents, not about my life. Um, and it was only when I paid for my own therapy where we started discovering more about the bullying and stuff like that. And and I was actually, um, they actually thought it was going to be bipolar at one stage because I was going into peaks and troughs constantly. So I was doing like two week dips and they were like, oh, that's that fits with, with um, that fits with bipolar. So I was tested for bipolar and, and I didn't have it. Um, thankfully, because that's a really, really um, serious. So, well, they're all serious in in their own context. But obviously, with bipolar, you have to um, declare it on your driving license. You can't go to certain countries, and it really hinders your travel. So, um, you know, I didn't really want that, and that wasn't the reason why I didn't get it. You know, so it wasn't wasn't diagnosed. I said, don't don't give that to me, mate. Uh, it's not something can be passed on. Um, so yeah, so you know, I've had a lot of different therapies, and you know. The problem was they were all geared until I started going to my own therapist and I explained about the process and I explained about what's happened, etc, etc. And then they dive into more about your life and then they understand what we like at school. Oh, you know, what was your sex drive like? What was this like? And, you know, all of these, you know, what were you like in relationships? What were you like in friendships? You know, how are you in work? What keeps you interested? What floats your boat? You know, that those sort of gen, like general, not literally what floats your fucking boat, but, you know, what are your interests? What are your hobbies? You know, what are your desires? What's your future aspirations? They ask you all these, these fucking crazy questions. But the thing when you've got ADHD is, you know, a lot of them can be answered 
And when you answer them, they're like, yeah, okay. And that's what that's what gives you the, the foundation to, to, to getting that diagnosis because it does help. Like I said, it's not about, it's really not about the label. It's about understanding me because I've, you know, I, I do I do cascade friendships like they're nothing to me. And it's really, and, and to give you a prime example of how bad I am with it, I've got a really good friend of mine, um, the, the Bilster, shall we say. We'll call him the Bilster because he is the Bilster and hopefully he'll be, you'll hear a lot more. He's on the Gentleman's Talk actually, so legend, go and talk, chat, him, chat him about it. Go and have a chat. I've got some live shows with him as well. So, um, and Nelly as well, actually. Nelson's on there as well. Um, when we still yet to get Kieran. But yeah, he at the moment, I know he's had his own problems. He's had his own situations. But the way my brain works is because we've had lack of engagement, that really affects me. I go, okay, well, have I done something? Have I upset him? Why is he not talking to me like he used to? Have I done something wrong? And then I start overanalyzing it. And then I just shut down. And that's what I did. And it, we and we, we progressively stopped talking. Um, but I'm worried about that. And that's where the ability, and I do, I've done it with Nelly. I've done it with, I've even done it with my best mate. I've, I've, there's points where he's he's got, like I said, he's mentioned things or or rejected me, if you like, in a, in a, in a really fucking weird context i suppose you could look at it but i've organized things it's like no i can't do that oh i can't do that and i don't look at the bigger picture i just look at the word no and i go i'm not happy with that mate i don't like that so for me i've done it with everybody and everything but i get worried now because i can't control it and that's where for me the educational piece comes out in in leaps and bounds because i'm i'm understanding myself and it's allowing me then to make those right compensations. So when I know I haven't spoke to somebody for a, an extra couple of days, and I go, fuck it, I really need to reach out. I'll actively, as soon as I think about it, I go, boom, I'll do it. Because if if I don't, I will put the phone down. I've done it. My brother FaceTimed me fucking five days ago. And I said, I, and in fact, FaceTimed me. And then I got on the train and I said, oh, I called him back. And then I was like, he's like, in the train. I said, yeah, I'll call you later. That was five fucking days ago. That's what I'm like. It's not ignorance. I just do other things. That's why my evenings fly by. For me, it's just fucking crazy. Like, um, earlier on, I was going for a walk earlier, and I was thinking about, um, like, probably about a week ahead's worth of emails. So I was thinking about emails, and I was like, oh, um, I need to send something because I've got this big thing. And then all of a sudden, my brain kicked in, and I started going, oh, yeah, well, okay. then. so, dear sir, madam, or whatever. No, so I started off, good, good morning, um, let me first off start with with um, uh, notifying you. This is going to be a bit of a dry, long email, but the read will be worth it. Whatever. I, I spilled off a lot better than that, trust me. Um, I love my words. But I ended up coming back to the um, back to my, because this is a problem with working from home as well. I walked into the cabin and I sat down and I thought, oh, I'll just type some fucking words out quickly because I, I knew that my, um, my creative brain was functioning at that time. And it's almost like you want to just, this is a problem because when you get that, that ambition, when you get that, that drive to do something, you just fucking do it. You're just like, oh, fuck. I don't. And I've done it loads of times. I've done it in the garden. I've gone nothing for a year. And then all of a sudden, I literally fucking transformed the fucking garden overnight. And I've done it in the house. I'm like, nothing for fucking months. And then all of a sudden, I'll paint three fucking bedrooms in a week. And I'm like, oh, broom. That's what I'm like because I find that interesting then and there. And I just get fucking focused on it. But anyway, I came back in. 
I sat down and I thought, oh, I'll type a few fucking words up whilst the creative juices were flowing. Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit like that. I'm a bit fucking sadistic. I do like to bang the nice words in and, you know, make my emails fluffy and nice. You know, I'm dealing with fucking compliance. I've got to do something to jazz it up. got to add a bit of flair into it. And, um, yes, yeah, so, and, but I ended up spending an hour and a half in front of the computer almost typing out three emails for the following days of stuff that I knew I had to do I would have unpicked out my brain eventually but this was now and then and it took me to go James do a podcast to stop I had to physically stop it's almost like I do the same with my phone I have to fucking go James fuck are you doing get up because you just go into this different place I do it with every project I do I just there's there's times when I was wakeboarding genuinely there was times when I was wakeboarding that I didn't know that anyone was around me. Like, I've actually spoke to friends that were there, they're really good friends, and they basically said to me, when you're here and you're in the fun zone, it's like no one, is, no one else is here. It's just you and the boat operator or the cable operator. That is all you're interested in. Everyone else is irrelevant. You completely go off on your own thing. Now, I lost friendships over that because that's how I was because but then I would come away and go fucking hell that was amazing I'd have this massive dopamine high did you fucking see me doing flips and shit and of course because I was getting the crowd because I was doing stupid fucking shit in my 30s and they were like the crowd was fucking going I was getting excited from that the dopamine high and then I'd come in and I'd be like that was fucking amazing what a day nah, I've never fucking said a word to us mate <laughs> like what really but that's the problem is that is, and this is the awareness aspect of ADHD. This is the reason I'm talking about it, is because that's a reality. And you need to understand it. If you've got a friend that has it, you need to understand this. There is going to be quirks. There is going to be occasions where you need to step in a little bit and make the effort for them. There is, there's going to be times where I will make the wrong decision. Or I will do the wrong thing. But it's not intentional because you can, you know, everyone that truly knows me that's in my my trust circle, if you like, um, my circle of trust. We'll go there because we do like meet the fuckers. And um, but if you um, if you've got those, you know, that if those people in, in your circle will know what you're really, really like. Now, I know for a fact that if you pulled my best mate in and in, in put him on in, on the mic, said to him, what was what was me like? What was what was, what's me like? What's me like? <laughs> fucking Irish now. Um, it's because I've got a dry money to fucking have a drink. Um, if you asked him what I was like, he will tell you the truth. Yeah, it can be hard work, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I hope, I hope that he would say, uh, and maybe if he listens to this, he'll put something in the comments <laughs> for you to have a little, to have a little, ch a little read about me, maybe. Um, but you know, even Nelster, you know, even or even Billy, my the, the, my closest, my closest that listen to me. Um, you know, if you ask any of them, if I ask any of them to put something, in, you know, some true words, and, and I'm all for 180 reporting, so absolutely give it to me. I don't get offended whatsoever. Um, I guarantee that there'll be some nice words in there because I am. That's my foundation. I'm friendly and fun and I'd get sidetracked by other things. And if I don't find something interesting, I mean, my mate, the Billster, he's learned the hard way. He asked me to do something for him and I love drawing, but he asked me to do something I had no interest in. And why? Because I couldn't get the creative juices going. And I tried to explain that to him and he was like, dude, just fucking do it. You're great. You're great at it. 
And I'm like, you don't, mate, my brain doesn't work like that. My brain works with, if, I'll, if I'm interested, I'm all fucking in. I will make it the best it's ever been. If I'm interested. If I'm not interested, I just do not do it. And to, 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 to get me to do it is almost like fucking putting a gun to my head. And then I do it and I, just, I like fucking delete that bit from my life. That's how bad it is. It's, it's, a, it's a real fucking, it's a real horrible place to be. But that's the problem with mental health. And we talk about mental health in all of their different stress, anxiety, um, autism, bipolar, ADHD, PTSD. There's, there's, there's a world of them. And they all come with their own little ailments. They all come with their own stressors. And some of them, if not most of them, will feed at some point. Like I said, PTSD feeds off ADHD for me. Because, you know, it'll put me in a situation I'm daring. I'm like, and they used to think that was adrenaline rush for PTSD. I wanted the adrenaline rush. No, I didn't. Because I've been doing it all my life. They never asked me, have you always been like this? They just said what you like. I said, oh, I fucking love driving fast, mate. Yeah, the fuck, I'm fresh everywhere. I'm fucking like, why do you chase people? Well, the, the chasing people would have been um, when I was undercutted, you know, a long time ago. I'll tell you that story um, soon. Uh, but I was undercut. And, and they associated it with, you know, my anger from PTSD, the way that guy treated me is why I chased him. Well, no, because the PTSD would have, if anything, probably made me fucking angry and flare up to a degree, but I wouldn't have chased him for 48 fucking miles and got out and punched his fucking windscreen and tried to fucking almost get him out of the car because that's the adrenaline rush I was getting off of that. And this is where I talk about PTSD feeding ADHD. So if, if anybody outside was listening going, you did what? You followed an old man for 48 fucking miles and at every stop point tried to get him out of his fucking Volkswagen Golf because I knew the car. I, I, you know, I didn't know the car, but I, you know, I took on every situation. I could even, I could even take you on the route I, I was on. But yeah, I did, and that was because I had adrenaline, dopamine, serotonin, everything fucking bashing through me through this excitement, because that's the ADHD driving, and then the PTSD was making me angry because the guy fucking undercut me and slammed his brakes on and brake checked me at seventy mile an hour on the motorway. Fucking dangerous prick in a Range Rover. You think, uh, sorry, uh, in a Volkswagen Golf. And you think, so you fucking dangerous prick. What are you fucking doing? And that's where the piece, but they just fed off each other. And this is the problem. Sometimes I can get anxiety because the, the ADHD stops me going to certain events, so certain social events. And then I get anxiety about that. And that's where they feed off each other. And this is why it's a minefield. An absolute minefield. The dark side, as they say. Um, or as I say, <laughs> not Star Wars. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to me. I hope this content is good, and I really appreciate your support. I can't say it enough. Um, you know, this is a this is a big deal for me to, to sit and do this, and to venture down this route is, um, you know, it's a big challenge. Um, but, I, you know, I'm committed, and I'm committed to understanding, learning, and I just love chatting. So I really, really do appreciate your support. If you've got this far and you're in three episodes in, then you're, you're balls deep. You're ready for the journey. So, um, you know, grip it and rip it. Hold on tight. Let's fucking see where we go with this bad boy. Um, so thank you for listening. And I look, after, I look forward to talking to you soon. And like I said, spread that positivity and spread that love. Take care, everyone.